welcome to Fully Fit Life, where exercise promotes freedom and diet is a four-letter word. Two guys, one goal. Join them on their journey to live a more healthy and joy-filled life. Good evening, Frank. How are you tonight? As usual, I'm doing well. Um, hard to complain. A little warm today, but how are you doing? I am doing well. Just wrapped up a, a nice workout, so that's always fun. Got to help a neighbor who has never really used a computer, or at least in like 20 years. Helped him get all set up on his Wi-Fi today and create email addresses and all kinds of groovy stuff like that. So that was very that was good. Kind of, yeah. Wiffy. Wiffy. Wiffy on the interweb thingy. Yep. One more thing you need to explain to him uh, about phishing, uh, internet phishing. Yep. He is a fisherman, so he will easily be able to re relate to that when we get to that lesson. Good. So. Good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He'll, uh, he'll get it. Uh, uh, well, I guess we should say welcome okay. to the audience. So, yes, welcome everybody. Hi, everybody. Hope you are uh, <laughs> gaining wonderful information from our little broadcast here. You can find us on YouTube if you like the video version. And we're also available on Apple Podcasts and Google Play. And who knows, maybe we'll do other stuff as well somewhere down the road. But right now, that is kind of keeping me busy, <laughs> getting those out all the time. So, but it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. Good stuff. And I think I'm going to have to start really thinking about creating those outtake bits and pieces, you know, and, and throwing those into an outtake reel or something. So that'll be yes. All right. So, what I think that the, audience might be more interested in too is listening to us talk smack before the the broadcast yeah you never know <laughs> yeah we don't just exactly jump on and and start talking it's like <laughs> right <laughs> we almost do a podcast before we podcast so right which is kind of funny it's like oh right. yeah should have had that part in the real one uh right oh well <laughs> Anyhow, what's our topic tonight, Frank? Calories. 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 And I have a question. Mm -hmm. My question is, calories, what the heck are they? <laughs> right? What is yeah. a calorie? And Frank's kind of my straight man there. Um, I just released a, <laughs> a blog post on uh, calories, what the heck are they is actually the title of that. So you can find that over at martinstraw.com under Martin's Musings. Started thinking about this a while ago and and kind of outlining the, the subject matter and thought, you know, that one's gonna be like a three hour podcast or something. So I better chop that one up, um, mm -hmm. make it a little more palatable which is appropriate. Mm. that's appropriate for the topic, huh? So calories, what the heck are they? Now, I don't know that I have ever had a discussion with a client regarding nutrition 
where calories didn't come up. Everybody wants to count calories. It's always a part of the conversation. And it's, I think it's, it's pretty ubiquitous or perhaps even synonymous with the word diet. And those two are just joined together because, oh, calories, calories, calories. And when we get down to it, I actually have never had a client that they needed to track their calories because we just don't do that. When you are eating right, come to find out your calories kind of take care of themselves. It's not to say they're not important, but there are other things that are actually more important but that don't get the same highlights, the same fanfare that calories gets. All right. So just as, as by way of um, kind of a refresher, the last few weeks prior to this, uh, we did talk about macronutrients. And there are, you know, that's, that's like the, the first building block of nutrition is we break it down into macronutrients and everything falls within these three categories and those are uh, protein fats and carbohydrates now to put those in a different order here protein and carbohydrates each contain four calories per gram and fats are a little bit different. Fats are the only one that contains a different number of calories. And fats contain nine calories per gram. And of course, that kind of puts a kind of a bad light on fats when the discussion comes up about, oh, calories, calories. And it's like, oh, I got to cut down on fat because there's so many calories in fat. But really, that's not the case. And we've kind of talked about that a little more in the other topics. So we'll let people refer back to those, maybe give a, a re-listen or a review or a reread. Um, but the next level after the macronutrients is micronutrients. That is the next level in that, you know, kind of food hierarchy. And the micronutrients include things like vitamins and minerals, that sort of stuff. So that's where those things are. Now, macronutrients, as I mentioned, hold a specific number of calories per the different types, protein and carbohydrates and fats. But calories, they're not really a physical, tangible thing. So they're not something that actually exists. A calorie doesn't exist any more than an inch or a foot isn't an actual thing. Instead of being that actual thing, it's a measurement of an actual thing. And in the case of calories, it's a measurement of energy. So that's what 
a calorie actually is. It's a unit of energy. It's how we measure units of energy more precisely. Any thoughts on that one? Oh, no. I, uh, you know, the, the topic of calories and discussing calories is really, really important. And we can't stress the importance of it. Um, as we'll get into other, you know, episodes of the different type of calories, I think having a good foundation on what a calorie is and how to use it for, you know, our benefit as we're going through life and as we're trying to improve and maybe as we're trying to get better and have a healthy nutrition and wellness. This is a great foundation. Uh, absolutely, we're, we'd be remiss if we weren't uh, spending a good chunk of time talking about it. Yeah, and one of the examples I give is um, comparing our bodies to like a car, where in that case, we might use something like miles per gallon to determine how much energy our vehicles are consuming. Anytime the vehicle is running, it is consuming energy to enable it to run. And so in that case, we might use the unit of measure of say gallons. So that's how much gas we're using. That's how much energy we're creating. Now I'm sure somebody who is way more detailed in how the automobile runs and utilizes its fuel source would have a much more scientific uh, method of explaining that. But I think for most of us, we can kind of draw that parallel that if the thing is turned on and running, it is consuming energy. That makes sense, you think? Absolutely, absolutely. We can go off on a rabbit hole with, with that analogy. Uh, suffice it to say that calorie is a, is a measurement of energy. It, what happens if we don't use that energy though, right? Yeah. <laughs> And I think we might touch on that. Got a funny feeling. <laughs> so there are really three different ways that our bodies use energy. I mean, obviously, we are, as opposed to the example of a, of a vehicle, we are turned on all the time. So we are always running. It may be an idle. It's not always all out. Those three different ways are the basal metabolic rate, or BMR, the thermic effect of food, the TEF, or activity thermogenesis, the AT. So just, you know, we could get, we could get lost in these, but just a kind of a real brief overview of each one of those so that we have some sort of understanding of how we're utilizing energy. In the basal metabolic rate, that is the rate that our body uses energy to perform all of its basic vital resting bodily functions without food. So it, it doesn't really depend on the presence of food. The BMR is responsible for about 60 to 75% of our daily energy expenditure, which 
the first time I heard that, I found that quite surprising. But 60 to 70% is our bodies using energy, burning calories, if you will, to breathe, pump blood, all those kind of things that we don't really have to think about doing. It's pretty much those. The other thing related to that is that people who have a more lean body mass burn more calories than those who have a higher fat mass. And that's because lean body mass is more metabolically active than fat body mass. So I've heard people say, and particularly, um, you know, folks in our, our age group, the seniors who have maybe slowed down and maybe are experiencing some muscle loss, which is normal as you age. It doesn't have to be as drastic as occurs for a lot of folks, uh, but that's a whole different story. But they'll say things like, you know, my metabolism is just so slow anymore. I can just think about food and I gain weight. Well, that's, that's not true. But if you are someone who is losing body mass, lean body mass, more importantly, then your metabolism will slow down. That's, that's a result of losing that metabolic tissue. So that's kind of a big deal there. And, and it kind of seems uh, counterintuitive. You know, you would think that if you're carrying around a little bit more weight, if you will, uh, what do you call it? Adipose, adipose fat? Adipose tissue. Yeah. Adipose tissue, right? That you would be burning some of that up. And I don't think that's the case, right? Yeah. <laughs> How ironic is that? Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of things that aren't quite what we might think them to be. So the next, the next way that we use energy, uh, burn calories, is the thermic effect of food. And what this is, is just, just the, the process, the action of consuming food actually burns calories. When we chew, when we swallow, when we digest, and there's a lot of things that happen in digestion, of course, but just to simplify that process, when we digest food, this is responsible for about 10% of our daily energy expenditure. So not nearly as much as the processes that are keeping us living when we're not eating. But, you know, it's 10%, 10%. I kind of thought that that wouldn't, would be a little higher, but uh, it, it's not. So, but you lump those two together and you get, you know, 70 to 85%. So, and that's just really overall living right there. 
let's see, that one is the overhead energy expenditure because we eat. So that's the thermic effect of food. And then we have activity thermogenesis or AT. And that one actually consists of two different categories. One is exercise, which is purposeful activity. That means you're doing activity for the sake of doing activity. And then there's non-exercise activity, which has been, you know, given the acronym of NEAT, non-exercise activity thermogenesis, N-E-A-T. So exercise is the intentional physical activity, but NEAT is the activity that results from the performance of the activities of daily living. So we climb out of bed in the morning. That's not intentional activity, although sometimes it feels like it's, we need it to be intentional in order to make it happen, but that doesn't count. Right. Um, you know, brushing our teeth, uh, making our meals, those would be considered neat or the non-intentional, the non-exercise activity. You drive to work and you get out of your car and you walk into the building. That walking isn't really intentional exercise. We're with intentional exercise. We're really talking about exercise for the sake of exercise. So that could be going to the gym, working out, running on the treadmill, jogging, even going for a walk for the sake of going for a walk versus walking for the purpose of you know, just getting to the kitchen or the bedroom or whatever. Activity thermogenesis constitutes somewhere between 15 to 30% of daily energy expenditure. Now, for those who are very active, this can require an additional 2,000 caloric units of energy per day or even more. Depend, you know, if you're an Olympic athlete training, you might consume way more than that just from your intentional physical activity. Most of us don't fall into that range, but that is a note of interest. Uh, in fact, most individuals worldwide don't really participate in any intentional exercise activities, which I found rather fascinating. Those who do fall into this group that are the non-exercisers can utilize as few as 100 calories a day from activity thermogenesis. That would just be very few non-exercise activity. It's hard to imagine. Uh, there wouldn't be the whole like waking hours of uh, of consumption that's like for what an hour that no that's, that's for a day now remember they they still have the basal metabolic rate and they still have the thermic effect sure. of food so this sure. is this is counting their activity that they actually have to to do something to implement you know walking you're talking about couch potato yeah. Right. Yeah. And they're not. They're 
they're going to plant themselves in the chair and stay there and not move. Yeah. You know, maybe walk, yeah. walk to the kitchen for a snack. Right. Because it, it really takes a fair amount of walking to burn a hundred calories. Right. Yeah. It's, it's easy to consume a hundred calories. It's like a slice oh, yeah. of pizza and you've got more than that. But yeah. it takes quite a while. Cookers. Yeah. It takes a, a fair amount of time to actually burn a hundred calories through, you know, let's say purposeful activity. Running on a treadmill, mm-hmm. you, you don't you don't run on a treadmill for five minutes and burn a hundred calories. No. It doesn't happen. Yeah. Yeah. Which is you know, kind of crazy. And and it really it, it leads to that uh, I want to say sedentary lifestyle. Uh, some of us do a lot of sitting throughout the day. And and that's what they call the new smoking, not to digress, but you know, get up, walk around every, you know, forty five minutes or so and uh, walk down the street. Walk yeah. back, you know, because we're hurting ourselves and we're not burning enough calories to mm-hmm. merit the five or six thousand that we might eat during the day. I believe we have a podcast on sitting is the new smoking. Right. <laughs> I'm not, I don't know if that one's up yet or not, but I'm pretty sure we have one. I know I did a blog post on it and I'm. I'm pretty sure we did that. Yeah, but the average uh, is what twenty five hundred calories a day that that most people eat. Um. Yeah, that's kind of the recommended. It depends on your gender. It depends on your height. It depends on your weight. It depends on your age. I mean, all those factors play in. But that's that's a good approximation that the recommendation yeah. is around twenty five hundred. And and I believe that that's a government recommendation, right? Yes. Yes, indeed. So it's suspect right there, right out of the gate. <laughs> if you believe that you should be consuming 25 calories a day, you got to find out if you're burning 2,500 calories a day because, you know, there's that given that take. Exactly. Exactly. Thank you. That's a beautiful segue into the next point, Frank. Who knew? Apparently you did. That was great. <laughs> so the the next point in this is titled calories in excess of need. So if we require a certain number of calories and we consume more than we need to meet that the total of that formula, those three things, the basal metabolic rate, the thermal effect of food, and the activity uh, thermogenesis. What happens if we consume more than what those three things equal? And, you know, if that happens on a, let's call it a semi-irregular basis, so it's not something that's every day, some days you're higher than that, some days you're lower than that, that is not going to be a problem. Because our bodies were brilliantly designed 
to adjust for that. And the way they do that is when we have the excess calories, our body will store those in adipose tissue, fat tissue. And, you know, I, I tell people that and they say, oh, wait a minute. You're telling me that storing excess calories as fat is a brilliant design? I beg to differ. <laughs> and, you know, I'm glad when people ask that because what we don't think about is the fact that until, say, a hundred years ago or so, the daily overabundance of available food did not exist. It just did not exist. Even in today's hunter-gatherer societies or tribes that are around the world, and there are some, there still are some, even there, the availability of today's meal is not guaranteed. Not like it is for most modern cultures, where most of us have a super abundance of food. We waste more food than many people need to even survive on. I mean, we really do, you know. And today, what happens is we eat that overabundance and our body stores that excess as fat and tomorrow if the hunt had failed our body would pull from that fat as fuel to get us through the day or two days or who knows maybe even a week you know it just right. it just depends on your your conditions but because we have that overabundance we really don't get into that drawing from fat mode so more gets stored and more gets stored because we're constantly in the overabundance mode versus the lack of abundance it's like you know we don't eat for four five six hours and it's like oh i'm starving oh no no, no, we're not. no. Oh, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm dying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm and not starving. I'm dying. <laughs> another beautiful aspect of the storage is that it is stored as the richest macronutrient fat with nine, nine, calories. nine units of energy per gram instead of just four so you know but it, if you think about it <laughs> if 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 it was turned around and we were storing carbohydrates i think we'd be bigger right to the ratio of energy and etc so yeah that you'd, is you'd have to store more you're right <laughs> you're right right <laughs> yeah yep we'd certainly so, wait you just think if we stored it as protein, you know, we all know that muscle is heavier than fat. And so we'd right. definitely be heavier. Yeah. Which when you, when you look at 
not to digress too much, but when you look at bodybuilders, there's a lot of muscle. There's a lot of mass. That person's going to be heavy, right? Yeah. But that's their goal. Bulk. For a lot of people, I think it, it's hard to, which we'll probably talk about in a future you know, episode, the, the quality of the food is important. And being able to make those wise decisions to get a good quality calorie is important. And people tend to, I don't want to say overeat because some of that is, I think a lot of it is over, I think overemphasized, but it's just common sense to say, okay, what is my lifestyle? Like you said, what is my gender? What am I doing? I think uh, genetics uh, might have a lot to play in it and understanding your blood type too, because you want to efficiently use the calories because your body needs to spend that energy in order to keep you healthy. Absolutely. In fact, that's, that's really what um, I'm seeing is on deck for next week's podcast is mm -hmm. some more information on calories and really talking about the good versus bad, um, which really calories aren't necessarily good or bad because again, a calorie is a unit of measure of energy. Right. But right. what makes up that energy? What is the right. source of that? You know, are we putting the cheap regular gas in our car? Or are we putting a super duper, you know? Are we putting water in gas in our car? Yeah, just to get a little bit, you know, to stretch it out a little bit further, right? Yeah. So, yeah. And and I think when yeah. we get into that, we'll actually, you know, maybe talk a little bit more about that 2,500 calories recommendation. I'm not really sure that we need 2,500 calories to operate our metabolic machinery, quite honestly. I, I think no, we, we eat way more than we need to. And I think yeah. we would... The average person, right? Yeah, the average person. Some people... The average person. Yeah. Like we mentioned, you know, the, the Olympic athletes, heck yeah, they need a whole lot more because they are burning it up. But yeah. they're not the average person. So it, I'm I'm kind of excited to get into the, you know, the quality of of what we consume that's providing those calories that's providing that energy any closing thoughts on it for today well my only closing thought is again the teaser you know uh until next time when we start talking about quality of food the importance of those macronutrients that's really important what we've done today is we've given you a good foundation on understanding what calories are if Say, for example, you think you need to diet and you think you need to count calories. If you just eat a good, healthy, I'll call it a plant-based with a little bit of protein diet, you don't have to count calories. Easy on the, the goodies and easy on the sugar and desserts and you should be good. I, I think this is a very good foundation for understanding calories. We'll be tying it all together as we, you know, progress. Very good. Well, my very little... good, Marty. My little summary here would be that 
calories aren't really a thing in and of themselves. They're just a unit of measure. You know, we've put that label on them, calories, and it's like suddenly calories are evil. Well, calories right. aren't evil. You know, we, we need to have energy to operate our metabolic machinery. So the energy is what's provided via food that we consume. And what is the quality of that? We, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. But we, we need to understand how our bodies use that energy. And we touch base on those. The three basic things are your basal metabolic rate, which is just your body doing all those functions that you don't even have to think about. The thermic effect of food. When you eat, your body has to do more work. And so it, it burns more energy to do that work. And then, of course, the activity thermogenesis, which is use of that energy in movement, which can either be intentional or let's call it casual. It's the non-intentional exercise. So our body has been decide, designed to store excess energy, kind of the store it for a rainy day type of thing. Unfortunately, we kind of don't use the brilliant system as designed. We don't have a lot of rainy days. So we're saving for a rainy day, but it never rains because there's always food. That's kind of what I got. Very good. No, that was yeah. very good. Well, thank you, sir. My, my pleasure. I love diving into yeah. these things. And, you know, as always, on behalf of both of us, we mm -hmm. thank everybody for tuning in, whether you're watching the video or you're listening on either iTunes or Google Play. We're glad that you decided to spend a little time with us and hope that you found a little nugget of goodness in there somewhere. And we look forward to seeing you again next week. Thanks Very for good. tuning in to Fully Fit Life. Thanks, Frank. Thank you, Marty. Yeah, my pleasure, <laughs> sir. My pleasure.